Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Merry fucking Christmas, everybody! Ho, ho, ho. Don't talk about me while I'm right here. (laughs) All three of us. Ho, ho, ho. ho. Perfect. (laughs) Or ho, ho, ho. Um, Guys, if you're not watching this, I mean, if you're listening to this, Merry Christmas. But after you listen to this, you should also watch it because we're not going to tell you what you'll see, Mm -hmm. but it's festive as fuck. (laughs) So go watch it on YouTube after you've listened to it. You'll get a different sensor experience. Um, welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is Don't Blame Me, the Advice Podcast, and this is a festive as fuck episode because the holidays. This one specific one. Happy Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas, Ron. <laughs> oh, so good. I'm not a potter. It's head. okay. There's only two lines. There's nothing for you to say. I, anyway. I mean, I got what it was, but not a potter. You're not head. a potterhead. No. Or a pothead. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That sounds great right about now. 
some weed. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I got you. You got it. There. You were there. Um, okay, guys, this is an advice podcast. Uh, you have all been here before. Back by popular demand is Aislinn Paul. Yeah. Thank you so much for demanding. I feel so special. It was so much. It is the most we've ever been requested for anyone back. Yeah. We were talking, I think it's because you you weren't in all of season two, but you were in oh. two episodes yeah. of season one. Leave the people wanting more. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, where is she? Yeah. Like, around all the time. <laughs> Literally all the time. We were talking about that last night where it was like, you guys couldn't have picked a more attainable guest. <laughs> like, it's like, have Aislinn back. I'm like, sick. <laughs> See her every fucking day. This is easy breezy. Can this happen? Like, yeah, I want to roll by. She rode with me here today. Yep. Yeah. Time. And also, if this is in December, you if you're oh, a Megan yeah. fan and not a fan of me, I apologize because you're going to get a huge dose of me all in all of my December content all around. Which if you guys aren't watching, go watch it. Um, so, guys, uh, check out our pajamas if you're watching. Melissa, would you like to describe yours? I have on. <laughs> A gray, long sleeve, mm -hmm. something. Heather gray. Heather, Heather gray, yeah. yeah. It's very soft. It's nice. And it says resting Grinch face on it. <laughs> Where did you buy this? Target. Recently, oh, right? Yeah, like yesterday. That's amazing. Because I have no pajamas. Because she I sleeps don't like in the nude. Hey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Aislinn's wearing, would you like to talk about your pants you're wearing? Oh, sure. They're, um, they're a lovely plaid with uh, some small green stripes mixed in with mostly red and black and white. So the traditional um, Christmas pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very traditional Christmas colors. pants. Uh, they were inherited uh, from Megan because she used to own these and then wash them and then they were too short for her. But yep. now they're perfectly lengthed on me. So, so if you can just envision what they look like on me the first time I tried them after washing, it was like beyond caprice. They yeah. were not cute. And then I'm wearing um, just a classic buffalo plaid mm -hmm. with some great um, men's socks. All this is from Old Navy, not sponsored, but it was at one point, mm. <laughs> which okay. is why I have so much. Um, so, guys, you should be definitely watching this as well. But if you're listening, don't worry. Just p close your eyes and picture it and then go watch it. Don't close your eyes. You're probably driving. So yeah. keep your eyes open. <laughs> and then once you can sit down, watch the video with uh, with the your eyes. <laughs> can um okay guys so uh who's ready to give some advice <laughs> i guess that's me it is you yeah and melissa i'm not gonna give advice yeah hey Hi. <laughs> um if you guys uh have some christmas drama maybe i mean it won't happen on christmas because yeah. christmas now but i mean if you like holiday drama you've got things happening in your life and you want to be on an upcoming episode or not even want to be because maybe you don't want your life to go to shit, but mm. you're like, I, I need some help because it's need happening it. without my consent, <laughs> which is usually how your life turns to shit. You're mm -hmm. like, I didn't ask for this. Um, you can give us a call at 310-694-0976 international uh, listeners slash viewers. You can email us an audio file at meganpodcast at gmail.com. So um, without further ado, shall we begin? We shall. We shall. <laughs> Hi, Megan. I am 22, and I've been dating my boyfriend for a year. I'm totally in love with him, and we talk about being together forever all the time. My problem is with his family. They act like they love me, but his mom makes comments about my appearance and passively judges me often. For example, she tells me often that my boobs are too small, which he hasn't complained, so I'm not sure what the problem is. I'm not typically one to let someone make me feel bad about myself, so it's pretty easy for me to look past her comments but his sister has become even more of a problem. She's completely obsessed with him, and it's weird. For one example, she got married recently and invited me to her lingerie shower, which was first off weird. Second off, everyone was wearing pajamas, and she walks in the room wearing my boyfriend's T-shirt. 
she didn't ask. She just took it out of his closet like it was normal. And for the record, she still has it. I could go on and on, but my main question is how do I handle this jealousy I have towards my boyfriend's sister? He's the baby of the family, so I try to tell myself that's why his mom and his sister act this way, but it just drives me insane. She wants to be my friend and be close to me, but I just can't get past the fact that she has some creepy attachment to my boyfriend. If I talk to him about it, he gets defensive for obvious reasons because she's his sister, but I just can't get past it, and it makes me so uncomfortable to even be around her. Please help. Anything would be appreciated. Ew. Ah. Oh, fuck this family. Oh, wait, did she say how old she is? She's 22. 22. 22. And they've been together for like a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not going to like what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm a little cutthroat recently, if anyone hasn't noticed. Um, you just, like, you can't really, as much as like you want to change people and like make it, make them see how you see this, which like also just so you know, like you're, you, you've called into a podcast of people who have just like made stank faces and been like, yeah, we're on your side. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we fully agree with you. But I think if you've already tried to bring it up to him and it's like not changing and it's weird, that uncomfortable feeling that you have, like it's not really going to go away. I think like if you, if he's not sticking up for you to his mom and his mom saying that stuff, Melissa made the great comment of like you saying like, she's saying that her boobs are too small. Like for what? Like what are you too small for? (laughs) Right. Like, like they're like, that to me is just so negative and so mean that like him letting him, them do that and say that to you and him not like not only not confronting them and making them stop, but like if they don't stop cutting them out, that just shows how much he truly cares about you. Um, and I think it's as much as you think like a year in, like, this is great. Like, he's awesome. Like, I love him. We talk about a future together. I don't think like the family stuff isn't going to be, you're not going to win that. I've tried to win that battle. You won't win that battle. And you have to decide like, do I want to suck it up and deal with this for the rest of my life? Or do I not want to? And you don't have to like, and I know this has come up on a previous podcast where you guys have talked about like the family thing is so difficult because for all of us, we, if we have a relationship with our family, that's usually a relationship that's been lifelong. Yeah. And so for then someone else to come into your life, you are weighing those options of like, am I taking my family side or my partner side? And that's a much newer relationship Um, that, yeah, it's going to be difficult at any point if you're going to try and fight him on this and bring it up in any way that is going to be meaningful. Mm -hmm. It's really a really difficult spot. And I've known Uh, When I was in my teens, I knew a guy who was like this and it was really, it was hard. It kind of like prevented a lot of things because his family was so like protective of him and it makes you feel like you just can't win Mm -hmm. if you're suddenly, you're already losing when you walk in because the family's already made decisions about who you are because they're not, you're not good enough for their kid. Yeah. I think it's also just kind of like, it's just like a weak guy move to like let Yeah, let mom and sister take punches and not say anything. I think that's just the sign of like a partner who's not going to be supportive and useful in the future. (laughs) Useful. But you know what I mean? Like in in a circumstance where you guys get an apartment together Mm -hmm. or something, is he going to let your landlord say shitty things to you? Or like, is he going to get involved in other situations where that kind of thing really matters? And I've heard, um, you know, it's also important to think about the future. If you see a future with him, but now think about it if you guys have kids. And those people in your And those kids people life. are still in your life. Are you going to let them make remarks like that to your children? Mm-hmm. And then are you going to still 
be okay having a partner or a husband who will stand by while those things are, your children are criticized the same way you're criticized. Um, or also, you know, in 20 years, do you want to still be going over to their house for Thanksgiving or whatever holiday and feeling left out because yeah. they won't accept you? And I think like there's like no matter what, like I've never known anyone who hasn't kind of struggled, especially like as the girlfriend with like the boyfriend's family, like it's hard. And it's definitely like there's some shit that just kind of comes with the territory of that. But it's only to an extent like it's yeah. like that like mother-in-law or like your boyfriend's mom thing like it should be purely not should be like it typically is like purely passive aggressive but if you get to a point where she's like making direct comments about you and he's not sticking up for you he can't defend that because so much of what happens is like i'd be like you're reading too much into it you're reading yeah. too much into it he the cards have been laid out on the table and if he's not changing anything about it i wouldn't it's the same way that you wouldn't let someone in your life talk about him like that he shouldn't do that like not even a gender thing like that you're a girl and he's a guy but like if he's taught if people in his life are talking about you in a way that you wouldn't let people like you'd stop your friends or your family from talking about him in that way realize he's not doing that and mm -hmm. there are partners who will do that for you and you don't need you shouldn't be with somebody who you have to tell them over and over and over again like by the way please don't let your mom say that like make comments about my appearance and my boobs are too small and this is really hard because i i wish there i feel bad because i'm not really <laughs> giving advice we're just saying like oh he and his whole family kind of suck yeah. and i wish there was constructive advice to give here and i would if the circumstances were maybe a little different if it was something about like there were cultural differences or it was like a specific activity that the family always did together if you could somehow find a way to find some common ground but her making remarks about your body like i'm not going to turn around and tell you to get a boob job or yeah. something like that's just a <laughs> fucked up thing to say to mm -hmm. you and she is an adult woman who's raised children should know that and it's not her place to say anything. And it seems like the yeah. sister also has some, like has grown up with some weird boundary issues. And it just feels like they're trying to hurt you and sabotage yeah, you. I don't so know you what you up could with do the better. Yeah. And I don't think, and I think if it wasn't your, it wasn't a comment about your boobs, it'd be a comment about something else. Like I think the goal from them is to make you feel uncomfortable. I don't know what the fuck is up with the sister. That brother sister relationship thing is now like blowing my mind. Hella yeah. weird that there's like that kind of that sort of issue there. I think like, especially when it comes to the mom or whatever, like if you're, if you, this is like detrimental to you and making you feel shitty, which if it was me, I would totally feel like that. It's, it's not worth it because like you can't fix it. You didn't do anything wrong in the situation. Like nothing that you're doing is wrong. It just sounds like they're looking for reasons to hate you and to push you away. So you can be the evil like villain bitch who dumped their son as opposed to them telling their son, Hey, like we don't, no one's good enough for our son. We don't want you to date. We want to keep you in a bubble forever. Like they're trying to be like cool to him. And then push you away and make that, you know what I mean? Like make yeah. that happen. Like they're trying to orchestrate a breakup that comes from your side, not his. And not that I'm saying he wants to break up with you. I just mean, they're like, it's like, they're just fucking trying to sabotage your relationship. And I wonder if he's had any other long-term relationships before this, if you can bring it up to him in a constructive way, just say like, Hey, like if you have had previous girlfriends, has this been an issue with mm -hmm. you guys before? Have you felt that kind of pressure? Do you notice it? Um, or if this is his first like long serious more serious relationship maybe that's also a big thing is that yeah. now the family's getting so reactive because they've never had to deal with it before but i mean like the fact that like she brought it up to him and like he's like not doing anything about it like the point of like you have to be explicit that's something that like mm -hmm. 
when it gets to this point, which I've had to do this, where it's like, no, your mom said this about me. Like, this isn't just me having like a feeling and like, there's been some like comments that could be construed like this. And they like, it took until me saying like, no, no, this is what so-and-so said about me. This is literally verbatim it until like there starts to be some recognition there. But even then it might not necessarily change. And you need to know that, know that like, and I, I like, it sounds stupid to say, like, talk to your friends about it too. But like, you're able survey your friends and like the, you've actually kind of done this by calling to the podcast. We're telling you that the relationship is strained between the like mother and like boy, like sons, girlfriends or whatever. But like, this is a different level. Mm-hmm. So I think knowing, know that we're saying that this is like reached an extreme level that like, isn't it's showing that your boyfriend's care, like who, who his loyalties lie with and like who he's going to let talk, who's who, who he's okay with like treating a certain way and like having everyone in his life treat a certain way. Um, but like, yeah, if you had talked to your friends about this, I promise you that people will say that these relationships are hard, but like you've reached that this is way past that point. Like now it's just like vile and mean and intentionally trying to hurt you. Um, and then him not doing anything is just being like, okay, so do you want me to like break up with myself? Because (laughs) like, what is it? It just seems to me like a very weak move and a year into a relationship is not that long. I don't want to sound like a negative person, but like, don't, I don't want you to feel like, oh, we've talked about the future. I've talked about the future with so many guys I've dated, not like real, real future all the time, but like. I don't know, like enough that like you, you can see that with multiple people. Yeah. And, and I you shouldn't sacrifice your well-being for the sake of the future you've imagined for yourself with that person. Yeah. Because that's not important enough. You can always rebuild and come up with a new future with someone else mm-hmm. that is going to treat you better and put you first. Yeah. And there's, there's so much about like feeling ready and capable and thinking about a future. It doesn't really have to do with your partner. It has to do where your mindset's at and your mindset might've been there and you felt like good and accomplished and you felt like you kind of had a handle on everything. And it just happened to coincide with being in a relationship with this guy. But that doesn't mean that that feeling of like security and like seeing a future that doesn't, it doesn't, that doesn't live and die with him. Like that sense of maturity comes from you and as like you get older and you like like grow up, like you're going to be able to see like, like there's so many people have a there's so many single women just in general raising children who've decided they want to have a family like you can that sense of like wanting to like have a future doesn't rely on like having a partner to necessarily do that with like you can see it with a specific partner but I think more than anything you're going to realize that that's so much more about you than and we're like also going him. way past I know. like <laughs> into the far future you're only 22 yeah. it's like I would actually love uh, for you to call back I want to hear yeah. more context if you like do like talk to your boyfriend more or mm-hmm. confront the mom what happens what goes on oh my god are you going to confront the mom yeah do it I throw mean, it down <laughs> wow listen yeah. that's Ace is, that, that, is that your thing now no, Ace I'm absolutely wow. kidding I think okay. we just unless of course right you here. want to I don't know I think I don't think there's anything wrong with that like you're sure she's a mother figure an adult and you're 22 and I know even at 24 I have this feeling of like not quite being an adult yet mm-hmm. but you are an adult and you also are a person and you deserve respect and she's not respecting you and so if standing up for yourself is the thing you feel you need to do fucking do that yeah can confrontation is cathartic <laughs> my living my last words <laughs> before i die in a fist fight no i mean if i were if I, honestly to like give you that kind of like bad older sister advice or bad cousin i feel like your sister was like cares more about like i mean i care about you but i just mean like your sister like <laughs> thinks about 
consequences more as your ba- like bad older cousin. I would just fully retaliate like the se- the, ne- the next time she says something, like get yourself invited to dinner, go over to dinner the next time she says something. And she says like, your boobs are too small. And you'll be like, really? Like what, like how would You're, you, re- how do you think yours are? I feel yeah. like yours are a little too big. I think your ankles are too big. <laughs> yeah. Like I would literally just retaliate <laughs> oh or the sister like wearing a boyfriend's shirt. And I would literally like make a joke of being like, okay, Cersei wearing his shirt, like make a fucking joke about incest. <laughs> like that's like a fight. I'm like a, I'm an, I'm also a Leo. It's like fight fire with fire kind of a thing. But like at a certain point also, if he wants to make that claim of being like, it's all innocent and fun. And you're like, is it innocent and fun? If I participate, does it also still remain innocent and fun? And I think then you can kind of see maybe there's a double standard. Yeah. Maybe they're allowed to talk about you like that. But that'll definitely be strategy number two. I think oh, that's uh, like mediation you might break first. Up, just by the way, like that might be like, if you're okay and you've like, been, you know what? We might end this. If you want to go out in flames, I feel like that's it. Mm-hmm. Man, happy holidays, guys. It's so <laughs> Merry fun. fucking Christmas. <laughs> Uh, should we go on to the next? Yeah. I'm 19. Um, I'm currently listening to your podcast with Hannah, and it just made me realize that I need to finally call in and ask about this question. So I am currently in a relationship. I've been with my girlfriend for a little over two years. And the major thing that's going on in our relationship currently is that she has very bad OCD, PTSD, depression, anxiety, all of that mess. And for, like, the majority of our relationship, I've been, like, her sole happiness. Like, if I'm not happy, she's not happy. She thinks something's wrong. And then, you know, we end up getting an argument because she thinks, like, I'm being distant. And then I have to end up apologizing because I'm just like, oh, no, I'm not distant. And, like, I'm not really capable of being open about having bad days. And, like, recently I'm trying to get into nursing school. And so it's just been really, really hard emotionally with my anxiety and depression, like, that I've had previously years past that's coming back now. And I've just realized that, like, I'm trying to stay above water with everything in my life. And my relationship also isn't helping me. Um, I had a conversation with her and I was like, hey, I'm going to counseling. I just got put on antidepressants. Like, I'm going to try to do whatever I can, but I don't know if this relationship is fulfilling me in the way that it should as far as, like, me getting better. And I'm very, like, independent because I'm an only child. So, like, for me to get better, I need to be on my own. And, I mean, I think that she kind of understood it, but, like, mostly it just seemed like she was crying because she was sad that, like, our relationship was going to be over, and I understand. But I don't necessarily know how to, like, completely end it because I know in my head that I'm, like, done and I don't want to be in the relationship anymore. But when you're, like, dealing with someone who's, like, really sad and, like, you know that they're not happy without you, like, after that conversation, my friend was rooming with her in college, and she says, like, she comes home from school, and all she does is cry. Like, she can't even do her homework. Like, me, personally, I can't hurt somebody like that. And so knowing that by breaking up with her, like, it's going to cause all of that pain, and even though, like, her and the relationship is hindering me and my happiness, like, I keep living for her and other people. And I was just really needing advice on like how to let go because being in a relationship with someone who's like that emotionally, like not okay is really, really hard and it drains like me and me realizing like, Hey, I'm not doing so well. Like I need to just focus on me, but I don't know how to focus on me without hurting her. Even though like, I don't know even necessarily know if I'm in love with her anymore. I know I love her, but I, feel like you kind of already know and you just want our permission to Mm -hmm. do this like from the way you're talking about it you're very self-aware and you know that it's hurting you being in this relationship and you know what's best for you is to not be in it 
but you feel guilty because there's someone else who's really been emotionally dependent on you. But you have to put yourself first. There is just no other answer or option there. Like your mental health is so important and it's just as important as hers and you should be putting yourself first there. I understand completely the guilt and feeling bad about letting someone else sort of be left on their own, but she also has to learn a certain amount of independence and how to deal with her own emotions on her own. And something also to remember too, as much as, yeah, she might be crying and having a hard time with this breakup and her roommates telling you all that, most people, even people without, like, who don't struggle Mm -hmm. with anxiety or depression, are also heartbroken at the end of a two-year relationship. They also cry and eat like ice cream out of a tub of like, (laughs) it just is normal. And so you can't, you can't let that guilt put you back in an unhealthy place because then neither of you are going to grow. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. And exactly. I think, I think, you know, and the thing is, is like, as much as it seems like being with her is like, that's, what's going to help her if you're not in love with her, it's just hindering her. Like in order to protect both of you, you got to break up with her and like fully do that. And as much as it feels like I'm the sole source for happiness and all of those things, as somebody who's been your girlfriend, like the last thing I would have needed is for like one of my exes to feel guilty and obligated and bad to stay there because that just makes me feel worse. Like that's like, and I know that like, it's not like, I don't want to be with somebody. And again, the making this about me, whatever. Um, but like being, I don't want to be with somebody and no one should who feels like they have an obligation to be there because my happiness relies on them. My ha- your happiness can only rely. It should never rely on somebody else, but it only ever would really rely on somebody else when you're truly happy. The second that it becomes pity, it's not going to help her. It's just going to make her feel worse and feel shittier. And even if in the moment, it seems like this is a kind of a quick fix, no matter what, if you guys had stayed together or not, like her mental health needs to become her priority and her responsibility. She's going to learn that anyway. She's going to learn that faster on her own. So if anything, you're doing her a favor and you're doing her own mental health a favor while safe helping yourself because you can't really grow mentally if you're going through that kind of stuff with another person because you have somebody else there. Like you have somebody who you can rely on and you have somebody who you can kind of invest your time and energy in so you don't have to focus internally. But when you have that time and that separation, from there, she's going to learn how to like self-soothe. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a bait, like a bait. I mean, I don't know anything about like parenting and like crying it out and the babies <laughs> and stuff, but like, it's an important thing that people need to under people need to learn regardless, like, like regardless of like any sort of like mental health background. I think like knowing that, you know, her, your friends with her roommate and everything like that. I think like the most important thing overall is to know that she's like safe. So like, if that means that like you have like, like if you're in contact with like any of her other friends or like if you guys have ever been to like a counselor together, like somebody else. Cause if you feel responsible and knowing like maybe she's like told you certain things like about like her mental uh, well being that she's never told other people and you feel nervous or responsible for her well being because you're the only one who knows something. And then if you're not in her life and no one else knows, you're afraid of like something she might do to someone else or to herself. Mm. So you need to relinquish that responsibility and that control onto somebody else who is professionally equipped to do that. 
I don't, I don't care if it, as somebody who suffers from like mental health problems, like I don't care if it sounds shady. Like if someone did this to me and I was in the position, like, sure. Like bring me to a counselor and have a counselor know and someone check in on me. So I'm in school, talk to my school counselor, talk to my roommate, like talk to my, like talk to someone in my life who can also then check in on me. They don't have to tell me that that's why they're checking in, but just so you can relinquish some of that. I don't know, feeling like you're the only person who knows something. Cause I had friends who stayed in relationships with, um, like the other friends of mine who are also dealing with mental health issues. And like, they're all like, why are you like, you guys aren't good for each other. Why are you staying? And he finally admitted, he's like, she was suicidal. And like, mm-hmm. I was really afraid if I had left, like I didn't want to tell anybody, but I didn't, I didn't, I was afraid if I left, something would have happened. And if I, it would be my fault because I didn't do anything. And, um, and oh, sorry, we trigger warning to that. I'm so I should have looked into the show notes, but, uh, but yeah. And so that was something for, uh, that like once he, we were able to like, contact her family and like, let them know. And we were like, you need to end this. Cause this is like really hurting you. And in turn, you're hurting her. Like she's not getting, she can sense that you're not all there. And like, it's, yeah. she's, and it's still relying solely on you to do that emotional work for her. And she's yeah. not figuring out her own thing. I'm not saying that she's going to just wake up one day and have a journey. That's like mm-hmm. quick. Uh, who knows how long it'll take her. But the main thing here is that it's not your responsibility. And it's not a question of, you know, if you were stronger or in a better emotional place, you yeah. can do it. You're mm-hmm. not weak for not being able to handle her stuff as well as yours. No, she's the only one who can handle it. No relationship that she'd be in is going to be able to handle it. Like she needs to get a good grasp and control on it. And then she's able to be in a relationship. But until she's there, this was, this will happen in any relationship. It's not any, a weight that anyone else should carry. I think it's like when, when you're like, what do we, what do I always always say? Uh, Like functioning. If I'm like, I'm like, we want to be a functioning depressed person. Like, Mm. and in a relationship, there are certain things and certain things that I need out of a relationship or certain ways that like on a day to day can like help with this thing that I constantly struggle with. But like, if I'm in the worst place ever, it's not anyone else's responsibility for me to get like, to get out of that, except for me, because if I don't learn how to do that and that person's gone, how am I going to know how to do it? Mm-hmm. And I think you want, it's empowering for her to give her the chance to really come through this on the other end. And then I think just don't, and I've like made this mistake before, but like breaking up with somebody and then like talking to them afterwards and like still having yeah. like a, don't check in on her. Like, as much as you th- you're doing that for you think you're doing that for her and you might be, it's just going to make it worse. Like, cause then you're also off. still performing the same function you were before, but now getting even less emotional mm-hmm. support than you were for yeah. yourself because now you've just taken yourself out of the role of girlfriend and turn yourself into like tech yeah, therapist counselor who checks in and that, is still leaving that weight on your shoulders. So And it's backtracking from her thinking mm-hmm. that you're you're giving an inch and it's going to be like, "Oh, this is this it's like this the, the anytime anyone gets like broken up with or anything or you finally start to get over it, it's like suddenly you start seeing them places. And like out of the blue, it's like they knew you were doing good and they just started to text you. So, I think um because it's not really it's these are kind of breakups suck because you obviously still care about her and you don't hate her. You also kind of have to let her hate you if she wants to hate you and like you've got like you've got that your her roommate who you're friends with and like that does make the situation sticky and complicated but i think right now you just you know you've said this you really know just like be the big person in the situation let her hate you if she wants to vilify you fine if that's what she needs to do to get over this and like go through this journey but prioritize your own mental health and then by doing that your fear of 
not taking care of her, that will take care of her. Like by you prioritizing you, you're going to be a better partner to whoever you're going to be with. And she's going to learn how to be a better partner to somebody else. Yeah. And I'll also put um, a link in the show notes with um, information on how you can help family and friends cope with mental health issues. Hi, Megan. So I'm 23 years old and um, I'm kind of in, I guess, a sticky situation between my best friend, who's also my roommate, and um, a guy that I really have feelings for. So, you know, it's one of those things that my best friend doesn't like him at all. And I knew that. They basically, from what I understood, like, I knew that they had made out twice, like, ages ago, but that was where she and I were friends. And I had feelings at the same time, but that was very, you know, much in the past. Basically, um, she's been really unsupportive lately about me talking to him um, and, hey, he's actually coming up to be, to be my date to a wedding. Um, and basically, she's been really aggressive, saying she wants to hit him with her car, like, if he's banned from the house, if, um, you know, he's in the house, she'll call the police. And I confronted her and basically was like, why are you still like this? Because it hurts my feelings that you're not being supportive of, you know, potentially being with somebody I want to be with. And she basically said, because she actually used to have feelings for him and she never had closure and she's really upset and she's really hurt by him and she just doesn't want to deal with him. And I guess my question is, what do I do? Because I've wanted to be with him a really long time and I think that's potentially going to happen. And But I don't want to lose her or alienate her. I feel really stuck. Ooh. And hmm. in this moment, we lost another caller. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> I think no matter what, this is going to be an either or situation and you just have to decide what's more important to you. I don't want it to be judgmental because honestly, I don't know your friendship with this roommate. Maybe you guys weren't always that close and mm -hmm. now you're happy to move out and you really think this guy could be the one. I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I know. You're I, not talking. You're I'm not personally, <laughs> I'm personally usually on the side of like female friendships. I think you should put those first because I think it's important to cultivate those and have those in your life as opposed to the chance of a relationship when those, when that's a maybe and the mm -hmm. friendships are for sure. I think that's the thing to do. But at the same time, I don't want it to be a judgmental thing of like, you can never be, you can never have love. Like, throw yeah. that away simply yeah. for this reason. Um, but I think, yeah, you just kind of have to weigh your options here and decide what you want to do moving forward because there is no way to have both. You're mm -hmm. going to hurt somebody here. Yeah. I, that's exactly you, you, no matter, you don't get both. You don't get to keep the friend. You don't get to keep the guy. Um, so here's what I'll say. I've done <laughs> some shitty things <laughs> in my life. So I'd say one of the prime examples. So uh, two examples. Um, one in high school, uh, my friend had a crush on a guy for a really, really, really long time. And she had dated people in between, but he was kind of always like a guy that she had a crush on. And, uh, but it was, I, I knew she had a crush on him, but like nothing had ever happened between them. So I was able like in my head, got fucking wasted and hooked up with him one night. And I didn't tell her he told her cause he's a fucking dick great kisser though <laughs> great kisser one of the few guys i've ever made out with where i was like i would like to have sex with you just for making out with you usually it's like you don't get that feeling but i was like wow um she was like so 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 mad at me and immediately as soon as i found like as soon as i woke up the next morning because i was like drunk at a party as soon as i woke up the next morning i felt so guilty because even though that drunk night i could justify it in my head 
I was like, fuck no. If this, like, if I had been her, if like this, if I was a situation, if this was like a guy that I had a crush on or had a thing with or whatever, like I would be super hurt. And like him and I weren't even anything, but it took even just that me making out with a guy that she had, like she had never even been with, but she had like a crush on took us months to recover in our friendship. And Mm -hmm. I like never spoke to him again. And I felt super guilty. And then another time this happened to me, I was really young when this one happened. Um, And it was this girl that I was friends with and she had a crush on this guy, but it was a very similar thing. They had like talked for a little bit and then they stopped. And then like, I didn't really even wasn't close with her at the time that it happened. Him and I started talking and she just started getting really hostile to me. I asked her why it was. And it's because she had feelings for him. And she was like, I don't want you to date him. Like you have to choose between the two of us. I chose him. He didn't choose me because he found out that she had said that. And he's like, I would never want to do that to you as friends. And in that moment, I was like, oh my fucking God, I picked you and you picked my friendship with her that you have nothing invested in. Mm. And I never felt more like a fucking idiot and so stupid. Her and I never be like, we're never friends again after that because she knew I didn't pick her. And this guy made me feel like a shitty woman, like a shitty feminist, because even like at that young or like 14, he picked our friendship because he was like, whoa, I don't want the pressure on me of knowing that you gave up a friend for a chance of us being together. Like, mm. and he, we were both like talking about, like, we both had liked each other, but he was like, I don't, I don't want to be the reason why you lose a friend. And like, I think that needs to be your mindset here is like a (laughs) karma is a fucking bitch. Like as much as like she, I think like you were able to justify this in your head because you like him. And I don't think it's necessarily based on her actions. I think like if you really thought about it, if you hadn't had feelings for him and you like, then she had a history with him. He probably would have already been off limits, but because you found him attractive and you kind of had a thing for him, you were able to overlook the thing he had with somebody else. Um, and I think it's just, yeah, like you said, like, it's not like, I'm not one to say like, Oh my God, if he's your true love, but like, imagine if you were in the situation and it was like one of his guy friends had like, you had, he had a thing with you. He might not pick you. Like he might not pick you over his friendship. He might pick over, he might might pick a friendship over it. And you making that call puts so much more pressure on the relationship right off the bat of being like Mm -hmm. already we're on date one and I've lost my roommate and my friend just going on this one date with you. And that's so much writing on that, that even if he's the greatest guy ever, he's not really going to be able to live up to the fact that he needs to be the best boyfriend and replace a friend. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's just a lot putting on him and again, karma, but also like, I'm not, I don't know. I I hate giving the advice of being like, when people hear about you doing this, like (laughs) you, there's not a huge amount of defense for you. But also what's funny is I feel like if the roommate were calling in, we would have different advice for her. Like we wouldn't be like, wow, you're like your friend sucks. I feel like the advice we would give her would be like, you should try to like move on and do and do these things. But at the same time right now, because you can't dictate how she feels, you just have to take her feelings, how how she has them right now and take those into account. And that's how you are a good friend is by not trying to change people or tell them how they should feel Mm -hmm. just by accepting how she does feel and see that that causes her pain and not want to cause her that pain anymore. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just, you just have to make the choice because like, yeah. And I get right. If, if, if this was the roommate calling in, I would be like, 
I would tell her exactly how, like me saying, talking to the roommate saying, tell her exactly how you feel and tell her that like, if you guys are going to be together, I don't want to be a part of this because it really does hurt me. And then walk away from the friendship. That's the advice I'd give your friend. Like, I, that's what I'd give her. Chill the fuck out. And don't call the police. Or hit <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that. that kind of threat. I is think, like, <laughs> I mean, and also to me, sounds like he must have like ghosted her or done something that yeah. made her feel like not ghost because Melissa and I are big fans of ghosting. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, made her feel led on by yeah, some made account. her feel like have a lot of because like it's like not just sadness. She's like a lot She's of a lot of anger, anger. Mm-hmm. and like. You, someone has to do something to make you angry. You don't just show, like wake up angry. You can wake up sad. You don't wake up like angry. There needs to be something that sparks that. At least maybe, I don't know, maybe one day I'll wake up just like the Hulk. Um, I hope <laughs> God, the shit I would do. Um, but I think like you just need to know that going into this, there's no way that you get both and you have to mm-hmm. pick. And also know your, if your relationship fucking tanks, If you pick him, the relationship tanks. She might not be there. You pick her later on down the road. You might have a friendship moment where she does something shitty. You guys stop being friends like that. It's just going to whatever happens is going to happen. But you can't control people's reactions when the act when you want to continue to do those those actions. If you want to prevent those reactions, you can't do the actions. But then if you're going to do something, you just have to live with the consequences of that and not try and orchestrate how someone's going to feel to something. Yeah, I mean, he sounds like he's not great. Maybe it was a fluke thing that, like, you guys are destined to be together. I don't really. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, I'm kind of the feeling, like, if you fuck over one of my friends or you hurt one of my friends, like, I'm not going to touch you with a 10-foot pole. Like, you're probably the same thing But also, that's the thing. thing. We don't know if it was, like, that she actually got fucked over yeah. or maybe, like, yeah. it just was a situation where they talked for a minute and or how now close she has were. like really deep feelings yeah. and he is apologetic but isn't interested mm-hmm. and I don't know you guys get married and invite us to your wedding yeah. that's chill true yeah I say sit on it too I say wait on it and rotate mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but I just mean like <laughs> if you really really wait on it he might get bored and want to leave and then you'll realize like oh he's not like he's not sticking around that much mm-hmm. I don't mean like sit. I just get I know. dick sloppy toppy <laughs> okay guys it's time for a quick break and we'll be right back If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So 
We're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. 
Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, guys, we are back from our break and we are hopping into the rest of the couch. Hi, Megan. I'm 21 years old from Australia and I've been with my boyfriend for a year now. Um, and everything's all good. There's just this one little thing that I struggle with and I never used to have a problem with this about eight months ago until about eight months ago when I noticed he had commented on this raunchy photo of a girl on Instagram and she was like some porn model, I don't know, on Instagram and he had commented something really inappropriate on it. Want to come on your Um, Anyways, we had a fight about it and... He felt really bad and said it was stupid and that he'd never do again. Um, But I feel like since this happened, there's, like, this trust that I've struggled with and, like, an insecurity. Like, I I just can't stand if I ever see him liking other girls' photos on Instagram. Like, 
as in selfies types and girls in their bathers or just, you know, those type of photos. And I've told him that I don't like it and that it makes me feel shitty about myself and that, you know, why does he need to like it? Can't he just scroll past it? Why does he have to actually hit like? Um, And anyways, I've asked friends how they feel about it and some are like, you know, I totally agree with you. They don't have to like it. They don't even need to follow them. So what? What? Why are they even popping up? And then some other friends are like, "That's silly. It's stupid. Like that means nothing. So don't even worry about it." But I don't know. I just feel like, why? Why do you have to like it? You know? Why do you have to like other girls' selfies on Instagram? Is this stupid that I worry about it, or is this something boyfriends just shouldn't do? I just want to know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think I think this one sort of is in two parts because well, gosh, we have like there's so many different perspectives on this one because yeah. on the one hand, I totally get you. I was like talking to a guy for a minute and then we followed each other <laughs> on Instagram and then on the news feed of like what people like it was just him liking asses all day long. And I was like, I'm just, it's not even a question of like not liking your choices. I'm just now not interested in you. Yeah, it's so fucking it's weird. weird. It's just it's so weird. public. It's yeah. so public. You're just think, liking porn I think all day long. that you can see yeah, everybody's likes. It's so bizarre. And so in that way, I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I totally am with you. I think it's weird. And I think like, I think porn is totally healthy. And I think like, that's okay it's just ends up being strange when it's so public like that and it's shared with all your friends that like you're liking these people's photos and commenting which seems like you make a comment to be seen that's the only reason you comment on things and so that's a little bizarre and I totally am with you in being bothered by that but on the flip side once you get into like his friends who like take selfies and things like that that is like a more gray area because you don't know how like mm-hmm. if it's just an innocent like, oh, it's my friend and she's posting a picture of herself smiling like that's a nice thing. Or is it that he's interested in them like that one is a little bit more difficult. And then at the same time, I you can have the argument that the like anyone who's sort of a, an influencer on Instagram or like a porn star or someone is a less attainable person. And so that's almost a safer like than the friends. Mm-hmm. So it is a difficult thing. I get where you're coming from. But I have been there and I think it's weird. Yeah, I think the thing is, it's like I've been in this situation where like I like dated people who I've then like seen that they've like just like liked a bunch of like porn stuff or whatever. And it just makes you feel weird. I think the biggest thing is the public factor of it. And like my argument to it, I was like, I mean, okay, if you want to watch porn for sure, if you want to look at these girls profiles, sure. But like just know that like my friends follow you. Like this makes me look bad. Like this makes me look bad. Like this makes it look like it just may, I don't, I don't like the idea that like people think like, Oh my, like my friend's boyfriend's looking at this. I wonder if they're in an open relationship. I wonder, like, I just don't want Mm people, like you're including me in a narrative when you do something publicly like that. Um, and then I would also say like, I think the comment thing, exactly the same thing. Like comments is the intent to be seen. And the biggest thing though, is the fact that like, this hasn't changed. Like he's still liking people's things. Like that 
if anything, like the moment you said, and he was apologetic, like the moment you did this, like this shouldn't have happened again. Like, mm-hmm. like there shouldn't be and like, and I don't know if like, he's still like, it sounds like he's still liking things that aren't. But now is it just, just that I, he, if he's liking like just girls photos in general, but yeah. now you're feeling insecure about it. So let's say like, he's still liking pictures in general of like influencers or like anyone who's like, and I don't like the term like Instagram thought or whatever, I know, but someone I'm who's trying to be like Instagram body models. positive, but at Instagram the same models. time, yeah. oh, we know some in real life and they've got yeah. great asses. Like they're fit, gorgeous. Like they I'm deserve like, to be 100%. <laughs> this is like, you're working for it. Like I see how many squats you do. You're doing great things. But like, if it's, if he's still liking those kinds of pictures from people from like those kinds of pictures, regardless of who the, they're from, I think that needs to be like, that should be the issue because yeah, you've it's already still brought a disregard it up. for, yeah. yeah. How you and feel. then that's showing like, cool, how much you care about me. I feel this makes me uncomfortable and you're not changing it. And then when it comes to like friends, photos and things like that, you know, deep down what's like the things that are bad and the things aren't. Like Hmm. you can look at a picture and know like this is me being insecure because it's like just another girl. But then there's ones that you look at and you have that gut feeling that you're like, no, this is not a picture he should like. Like I have like guy friends of mine. If I post a picture in a bikini, won't like it Hmm. because they have girlfriends and they're like, I'll like and comment on any of your other pictures, but like probably not going to like and comment on the picture of you and your ass out because like, that's what the picture's about. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't fault them. I'm not like, why didn't like my picture? Like, that's so mean. <laughs> like, I don't think that's weird. I understand that. Like, just the same way that like, I probably wouldn't like, I don't know, like, like a picture of like, I would feel uncomfortable as fuck if like Leo posted a picture of him like self, like self shirtless, <laughs> like flexing and like doing something. I'd be like, oh, we, I'd probably like weird mood, like that kind of a <laughs> thing. Like, I think like that line can be drawn somewhere. And I think, you know, looking at what pictures make you feel a certain way versus don't like if it's a picture of your mutual friends and like they're at a beach. But if it's a picture of like four girls and like bikinis in Vegas and all of the comments are other guys saying that they look hot and it's not like a birthday party. Mm. It's not something that has like an innocent meaning where it just so happens to have girls in it who are attractive that you find a little intimidating. If the entire, if the goal of the photo, which if it's a thirst trappy photo, I would post that if it's a thirst trap photo and he's liking it and commenting, even if it's a friend, I think there he doesn't like nobody needs like his one like they don't need his like yeah. so fucking bad they haven't asked him like follow for follow like for like like he's not contractually ob- obliged to like f- all these other fe- like women's photos mm-hmm. but at the same time if he's got like friends who are girls or like like cousins or anything like that I don't think you should worry about him having any sort of other female interaction but I think you probably know deep down which are the ones that make you uncomfortable and there's probably a reason why they do your gut instinct's usually not wrong. Uh, on to the next. So I'm 17, and I have a really messy family situation, and the only people that I go to for advice is my family, and I really need somebody outside of that that can just look at the facts and tell me what I should do. So about last year, my parents got a divorce, and I was super okay with it because from about the age that I was 12, my dad had told me that the only reason why he ever stayed with my mom was because of me and he didn't want me to have divorced parents. But having them together, they were constantly fighting and it was just a lot. And I actually 
talked to them and I told my dad that if he wanted to get a divorce, it was okay with me. And I'd rather them do that because it was just a healthier environment for me. And so they did do that. And, um, I found out by snooping on my dad's Facebook, which I know I probably shouldn't have been doing, that he was sleeping with my um, brother's wife at the time. And uh, he had been texting. I found out from my sister that he was texting a lot of girls. And my sister's about 30. That he was texting other girls that she went to school with, trying to have sex with them and being really creepy. And so I stopped talking to my dad for a while because it made me really uncomfortable that he cheated on my mom with my brother's wife. And recently, um, this year, they got into a big fight. My dad and his wife, my dad and my brother and his wife got into a fight because my brother found out that my dad was cheating or that his wife was cheating, that they were sleeping together. And uh, the police were called, and it was a really big ordeal. And now I don't know what to do, if I should stop talking to my dad. or It's just really uncomfortable, and I don't want to have to choose sides. Please help. Thank you. Oh, my God. It's a clusterfuck. Oh. It is a clusterfuck. Damn. I relate to certain parts of the story, not all of them. I hate to say that, like, you have to choose sides and you don't necessarily have to, but then not choosing a side, you have to get theme of everything. You're not gonna, if you are okay, if you still want to have your dad in your life, I don't fault you at all yeah. at all because a, yes, this is totally a shitty thing. This doesn't really have anything to do with him parenting you and him being your dad. Like this is a shitty move and parents can be shitty people. Mm -hmm. And I think like if he's still a positive person in your personal life and he's like a good person for you to be around and that you really benefit from and you really like to be around, then I say don't pick a side. But if you feel really bad about this and you don't like this and you feel obligated to have a relationship with him because he's your dad in spite of this. And in spite of the fact that maybe he wasn't a really great dad and you feel like because he's your like paternal fault, like he's your father. Yeah. It's a, some sort of societal thing that you have yes. to keep up a relationship with him. If that's the feeling in your brain, don't no, do it. Cause your your own, like your parent, like whoever raised you is your parents. Like whoever gave birth to you and like whosoever DNA made you, maybe those are also the people who raised you and they get to be your parents. But sometimes those are just fucking people who had sex, had a baby, you showed up here and they chose not to parent you and somebody else did. And then your responsibilities and your lo loyalties lie to the people who've cared for you and loved you and been really good influences and role models in your life. And like applause to you for being so mature. Yeah. And like you have handled this so gracefully oh, and we applaud gosh. you here. And any parent, if you're listening and you want to stay together because you think it's helping your kids, do it's it. not, mm -hmm. it doesn't help your kids. Does not at all. Like they know, they understand you're just fucking them up more. <laughs> like yeah. just do it. Um, so that's like a really great for you. I think that's like a really impressive thing. Um, but I think also, again, because this isn't necessarily your battle, I think the first thing is talking to your brother 
and like having a conversation with him about this, I think he probably, he's like the most entangled in this Mm -hmm. and feels Mm -hmm. like the most betrayed. I think it'd be really great for your relationship to like really like just show him that you're there for him. Yeah. Yeah. And also you might not, um, you, you might be seeing a certain side of this situation. What sucks is like when you're like technically considered a kid, even as an adult, when parents are involved, you're only given little tidbits of information. So you might learn some things from your brother that might influence the decision you choose to make or choose not to make. And then also from there, um, giving him the, having you guys create a relationship. So if you choose to still have your dad in your life, you don't necessarily have to choose between him and your brother. Or if you're going to do that, you're, you know what you're choosing, you know? So like Mm -hmm. get, talk to all the sides to know, okay, if I choose to not take a side, does that mean that my brother is not going to talk to me and I'm therefore taking my dad's side? Or if I choose to not take a side, are they both okay with that? Or is one, are, are they making an ultimatum that you have to pick between the two of them? Yeah. And from there, you have to focus on who benefits your life the most and who, who is, a, who is the best person. The most positive influence in your yeah. life and who you want to keep around and who you want to continue to have a family with. And mm-hmm. because it sounds like your siblings are really cool and you can have a full family with just them. You don't need mm-hmm. a, yeah. to have your dad in your life if you don't want to. But also mm-hmm. if you do want to and you feel kind of guilty about that because he's done bad things, that's also okay because it's your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're- no one's going to blame you for any choice that they that you make. Or if they do, it's probably coming from an emotional place. Like your brother might be kind of mad about it. But as long as you just explain as best you can to him why you're feeling the way you do. Yeah. I think he has to understand. As long as, as somebody who comes from, I'm not going to give too much away guys, because my book comes out um, and you can read all of my life in there, but I really relate heavily to some of this. And as somebody who has chosen to not take a side in a family drama, I don't fault any person who's, I mean, who's, I've removed myself from the situation. So let me just Mm -hmm. say like I've out of a family drama situation, I've removed myself and cut ties. I don't fault anybody who's in my life who's remained in contact with those people who like, whether it's their parents or not, like I don't fault that because whatever choice that I made was for my own mental health. And I know that anybody else is going to choose that and what's going to be the best for them. And there's no faulting that. So I think if your brother also knows if your dad is a really great dad to you, maybe he was a shit dad to your brother besides this, which this is pretty much pretty fucking terrible. Mm. But like, I think that needs to be like, he would know, do you know what I mean? Like he would know if he was a better dad to you than he was to him. And if you wanted to still have him in your life. But I think, I think also in this side, it's the same thing. I think I always say like, the people who got hurt are the people that you should be really reaching out to. So whether that's like your mom and your brother, I think those are the people that you need to really support and love because the people who did the things that broke up the family, they knew what they were doing. It wasn't necessarily an accident and everybody else was just caught in the crossfire and they didn't ask to be a part of it. So I think the more you can go at it with like really focusing time on like fostering those relationships then if you do choose to have your dad still in your life, you're not choosing your dad over them. Like yeah, they still feel, feel loved to and them supported. That you've chosen him over them. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like what you need to focus on. And I think taking the break from like seeing your dad was probably good for you. And then knowing like, yeah. And don't let anyone pressure you into like 
choosing a side, whatever it may be. Yeah, and just like, listen to your own feelings. It yeah. sounds like you are a very smart, self-aware, measured person. And mm-hmm. I think if you just sit with the whole thing, I think yeah. you're going to choose the right thing and whatever. And that's, and we're not saying that there's some secret right thing no, that we're hinting at. You choose what's right for you and that's going to be the right thing. Yeah. You seem really, really chill. Yeah. yeah. Cause parents can be shit people and you don't have to deal with it just because they're your parents. Like sometimes like, I don't know, I'm sure. I don't know a lot of like world leaders who are terrible, like tyrants who had kids, but they had kids. Like, <laughs> like you can be, shitty and you don't have to yeah you you don't have to necessarily deal with that stuff which I would say is a great lesson I learned (laughs) talking to your siblings and if your siblings especially your older ones who are like very much aware a little Mm -hmm. more aware and older as the whole situation went down if they're not talking to him and they feel really uncomfortable I think you gotta sit down with your brother and your sister and be like tell me everything don't protect me I'm not the baby anymore tell me everything because if I decide that I want dad to be in my life I don't want to be the fucking idiot who did it because I didn't know all these other things Mm -hmm, if I'm gonna do it I want to know that I know everything and I'm making the right decision because they might be trying to protect you and your mom too because like you don't know and like what they know probably has hurt them a lot and they want to protect you from that but it's not fair you it's not you can't make a choice or choose a side unless mm-hmm. you know everything yeah okay guys it is time for listeners advice this is where you people the listeners uh call in and give us your own advice on previous segments and calls and episodes this is from the episode with ned fulmer um about the um caller who was having an affair with a married man, but um, he was in an open relationship. So this is somebody that's calling with some similar advice or similar experience. I'm excited. Open relationships, home wrecking. Hi, Megan. Um, I was listening to your episode with Ned, and I came across the one about the girl who is seeing a married man who's in an open relationship, and that hit me hard. I am 25 years old, kind of, in the same situation. I'm no longer really in the situation, actually. For the past six months, it felt like she was. I was sleeping with a married man who was in an open relationship. We met on a dating app. Um, He is probably one of the sweetest, coolest guys I've ever met. We are now friends, but I started gaining feelings and started getting jealous of his, the other girls that he slept with because he slept with other girls and it was hard for me and I was very open with him and he was very cool with the fact that I could no longer do that relationship anymore and like I said we are still friends we are still close we talk often not as often but he was very cool with it and I think people in that sort of situation are very understanding of people who prefer a monogamous lifestyle because they get that they have just a different way of thinking more or less than not. So the guy that she is sleeping with probably will be very understanding and know that it's not something for everybody. So I like your advice of just kind of being open with him and telling him exactly how you feel. Definitely will end up being the best choice for her and she'll find somebody for sure who is willing to do monogamy with her. 
I want to give her advice. Stop talking to that guy. Yeah, you should you should move on from that one. Here's and here's the thing. I totally don't judge open relationships. I think if it's what works for you, mm-hmm. that's amazing. But damn, where do you get the time? I don't know. I don't he know. was has a wife plus you plus other <laughs> girls. Just of the with. other girls, like not even necessarily the, the wife. wife. Yeah. Just yeah. Wow. He must wow. Like, make his own hours. You know. Yeah. <laughs> he has Shit, to. I make my Work own from hours. Home, but <laughs> I know. Who's got the damn time? Gosh. Maybe he won the lottery or something. Yeah. But maybe, I. Yeah. He doesn't work. Maybe he's unemployed. This is his job. Rich. Yeah. That is his job. Getting bitches. But I really, I, I like your perspective though and I, I your advice makes sense to me that that he would be very understanding if uh a, one of his uh extramarital partners was Ooh, not interested in, nice. in doing that anymore uh because in theory if you're doing an open relationship correctly you should be getting fulfilled pretty much emotionally and physically mm-hmm. and you're trying to fulfill all needs and so if one person who doesn't have another supportive partner to work with is saying that they can't keep doing that with someone who is in a position that has like multiple partners fulfilling multiple needs. It would make sense that that person then says, oh, no worries. I totally get it. You need more than I can give because I'm currently giving it to other people and I'm satisfied with where I am. Yeah. Uh, So that sounds like sound advice. And you Sound like you're mostly over this Yeah, dude, guy? stop talking to him, though. Mm-hmm. I know you called to give additional advice, and, like, we're giving you advice, and you really didn't ask for it. Yeah. But, but you, like, you need to... Yeah. He can be... You can have so many great friends, but the second you develop feelings for a friend and, like, nothing yeah. happens from there or, like, you've hooked up and, it like, it backtracks, keeping that person in your life is just making... It's just hindering you and, like, holding like, you back from moving on. Come on. You're 25 and you're cool. Like, you should just be meeting yeah. other people and talking to other people and being friends with other people. You don't need to yeah. be friends with an older married guy. Because you're also going to compare other people to him. If you start dating now mm. and you still are talking to him, you're going to compare it to him. And then you're basically comparing somebody that you have a previous relationship with to somebody you go on one date with. Mm-hmm. And, and it's... yeah, They're never going to win when you're competing with somebody who you are you you want but you can't have it's yeah. so attractive and also think about it you only you describe him as being like the sweetest nicest guy you've ever known but you've never known him in a relationship in a monogamous mm-hmm. relationship where you guys live together and someone doesn't do the dishes or there's some like where you have fights over little things because you're only ever getting the fantasy version of him, which is like he, I always say, I don't know, I'm making it up now, but like he whisks you away once a week oh, wow. and you have like this wonderful <laughs> weekend or something. I don't know. But like if it's on that kind of a, uh, a schedule where like you guys are doing this one thing together, it kind of remains in a fantasy world and yeah. you see him in a fantasy way of being this nice, wonderful guy who then also has a nice, wonderful, understanding wife. But like they probably fight. Yeah. He probably has annoying habits. That you're if seeing you... him on the terms that he wants to see mm-hmm. you and you're going to get that version And not necessarily as a real person and partner. Yeah. And you need to go out and date other people. Yeah. And I think this is like a great thing for you to now, anyone listening, like to know about like, the fact that like there isn't any and like we've had people who've come on the podcast who like have been in or are in open relationships and about how there's like 
zero hard feelings to people who try it. And it's not like, mm. a, oh, you tried it, tough shit. You already signed up for this. You thought you were cool with it. Yeah. How like, dare you back out yeah. now? And even if, 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 even if like this doesn't mean that like you're not cut out for open relationships in general, like you might be like, this might just be like a situation where you developed, like you, you had feelings for him that were like far too developed for you to have this relationship with him. But maybe later on in life, you're going to be with somebody else and then you're going to have an open relationship with them and you're going to be at a place where you're that like that you're okay with doing mm-hmm. that. And so I think, um, listening to yourself, but also knowing that like, even like if you're going to be friends with someone that you've had sex with and had feelings for, and like they ended it, you maintaining a friendship and feelings for them when you're single and you're not like yeah. with somebody else, mm-hmm. there's a part of you, even if you don't want to admit it is kind of holding out hope that either you're going to like get more chill quote unquote, mm. or he's going to want to be with you in that way. Like you're just not closing that door yeah. when you really, really, really should. Cause you're, you're, yeah, you're preventing other people from coming into your life. Cause you've got one foot still, still yeah. in that pond. But thanks for calling in to give advice to someone else. And then we just gave you <laughs> yeah. unsolicited advice. How fun is that? That's, I feel like that's, that's honestly what it's become now. Like yeah. I'm like, call in, like now we're going to, now you've asked and give your advice, but we're also still going to give, give you advice. More. It doesn't stop. None of it stops. The advice never stops. A fuck boy never sleeps. Mm. And neither it do we. Like That's our don't. new tagline. <laughs> a fuck boy never, never sleeps, sleeps, so neither do we. we. Yeah. Because yeah. we have to. Yes. Isn't that great? That is terrific. Well, someone didn't read the Instagram caption because I fucking used it. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, guys. Oh, my gosh. Well, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Oh, that was Mary Poppins. Okay. Did you get that? Did you guys see that movie? It's out right now. Oh, it <laughs> Not is. fun. Not fun. But it's out. Wow, Let us know it how it is. Good. We in the past have not seen what? it. What? It is Christmas. We are here, <laughs> obviously. Right now. Clearly. If you see any photos of me in Canada, they are photoshopped. Don't believe them. Fake, yeah. fake news, you everybody. You see me with my beautiful, beautiful nieces and nephews. Oh, I'm not so there. cute. Yeah, she's not there, so don't, 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 don't <laughs> ooh and ah, Megan. Um, guys, if you want to check out Aislinn. I was going to plug you because I can because I know all of your socials, but you can plug yourself. But they're also pretty easy. They're just my name. Ace, at Aislinn Paul for both Twitter and Instagram. Check it out if you want. Instagram's usually a pretty chill photo place. It's a pretty and dope time. Twitter yeah. is just me, you know, retweeting really sad, horrible mm-hmm. news stuff and but sometimes getting really angry. Memes too. Eh, we they, just actually we the just memes DM are each few other. and far That's between lie. these days. I'm really it's like purely I hate everybody. Yeah, no, my Twitter, I looked at it recently. I don't know the last thing I've retweeted that hasn't been it like was just like a funny joke. Angry and political. Yeah, That's like, what most of my stuff is. Too. I said, do you guys follow Johnny Sun? Uh, he's like a cartoonist um, on Twitter, but uh-uh. he's so lovely and he runs a wonderful Twitter account that I like following. Uh, here's a plug for Johnny Sun. Um, but he like wrote a tweet that was just like, I think 2018 killed memes. Oh, like, wow. Like haven't seen a good meme in months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess, I guess you're right. I haven't. Sorry, all those meme it's accounts have died. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Happy holidays. Good God. Uh, if you want to uh, follow Melissa and I, our socials will also be listed down below. Follow us on Instagram and all that shiz. Um, if you want to find out where to listen, watch, uh, and if you just want more info on the podcast, go to don'tblameme.show. But if you're watching this on YouTube, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher. Listen, subscribe, rate us. If you are listening, go watch us on YouTube. See see the festiveness that you have been hearing about. Yeah, we put in so much work. Yeah, there there are things here. We're gesturing to the things, mm-hmm. which you won't know what we're gesturing you to. You don't know what gestures it. we're making. 
<laughs> Kidding. That one was a joke. <laughs> Flash the tip. I'm not wearing a bra. I could really just like free ball I am it. wearing one for the You're first time. Why? Yeah, because I had on that white shirt oh, for the last so, episode. So mm-hmm. it'd be color and shape. Yeah. That's always the white. White makes it so like you yeah. can't pick either or. Yeah. It's like areola and nip. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Um, well, we hope you're having a very happy holiday. Um, I hope uh, things are going good. I hope the world's great right now. And um, if you want to call in for another episode, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can email us an audio file at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And we will see you next week. Next week. I was going to say new in the new year, but it's not a week enough. No. No. Wait. Will it be the new year? No, there's 31 days. It's on New Year's Eve. <gasps> we will Cute. see you or hear you and you'll see, you'll see us and you'll hear us. We won't see you and hear you. Mm-hmm. That'd be creepy. Uh, <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Okay, guys. Bye. Don't Believe Me is a production by me, produced, directed, and edited by Melissa DeMond. Post-production sound by Chris Henry, production assistant Julie Carley, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I'll see you guys next week. And don't blame me if your life, you know, completely fucks up before then. <laughs> oh.